Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, Christy Clark re-elected as Premier of British Columbia last night, winning a minority government in a very close election. To talk more about all of this, Christo Abelise is with us, Queen's University Labour and Political History Professor, and is on the line with us now. Hello, Christo. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. Uh, Your thoughts on the outcome of the election in British Columbia uh, yesterday? Well, you know... About a week ago, this would have maybe what we would uh, what we would have expected, which would have basically be a dead heat in a sense. You know, a week before that, it looked like the NDP was going to win. But you know, going into the election, the momentum seemed to be with Christy Clark and the Liberals. The polls were, um, you know, getting uh, more and more favorable for them every day. A lot of the aggregate sites on the CBC, for instance, were predicting a, a Liberal majority government and a potentially healthy one. Um, so it's a bit of a surprise in that sense. I mean, it is appearing to be, you know, a liberal minority government, of course, you know, on, on recounts and, and, you know, absentee ballots, uh, ridings may flip uh, one way or the other. There is one riding that's uh, currently less than 10 votes, uh, differentiating the liberal uh, or the NDP winner from the liberal second place. And if that flips to the liberals, they would have a majority. Um, conversely, you know, Christy Clark does have the opportunity to form government right now. But uh, as it stands, there could be a coalition between the B.C. Greens and John Horgan's NDP um, to form government with 44 seats as well. Uh, did Donald Trump help Christy Clark with his protectionist views? I'm not sure. Um, uh, that's, that certainly was an, a talking point. And, and last night in Christy Clark's speech, um, she did mention that, you know, in, beyond the, the kind of general perception that they, they've been good stewards of the economy, the uncertainty south of the border, and, you know, she's talking about Donald Trump, um, makes it all the more important to, um, to have stability within the provincial government. So I think that's certainly the talking point. Um, I don't know if that, if that ultimately helped her. I think what helped her was, um, you know, the, in, more than anything else, the, the increase in the Green Party's vote. Uh, let's talk about that. Is is politics shifting in Canada? Uh, you know, at one time we would have never heard of, of, of what you're saying now. And, and obviously, Christy Clark comes in with a minority. Is the face of Canadian politics changing? I mean, that's, that's, that's tricky. I mean, in B.C., this is, for B.C. politics, yeah, it's, it's normal. unprecedented, right? Yeah. Because, you know, um, whereas in Ontario, we have and have had since, you know, the rise of the CCF, or really even going back to the United Farmers, we've had a three-party system in Ontario. But in B.C., we haven't had a minority government in 65 years. It's usually been the CCF-NDP on the one hand and a general coalition of anything but NDP voters on the other. Um, so, you know, the rise of a, of a third party, in, at least when the election is close between the Liberals and the NDP, will make for a different uh, set of politics in B.C. But, I mean... In terms of the, 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 what that means, you know, federally or here in Ontario, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, why a minority this time, do you think? I think the, you know, the voters were, were split. I think there was a segment of voters who, um, from the B.C. Liberals' perspective, um, see it as a strong economy. They see, you know, a place where people from not just Canada, but all over the world want to live and want to work, want to do business. And I think in that sense, there's a lot of optimism about, the BC economy, but I think, uh, and the NDP was effective at showing that, 
you know, aggregate statistics are all fine and good. You know, low unemployment is fine and good, but but there's a real divide between the have and have-nots in British Columbia. And, you know, it's not just, you know, uh, raw prosperity, but the division of that prosperity. And the Greens can say that, you know, B.C. is doing great in a lot of ways, but the environmental question uh, is paramount to a lot of people there, and that maybe goes beyond the, the traditional... Um, divides between the Liberals and the NDP. Uh, recently in politics all over the world, we've seen anti-establishment votes, protest votes, populist movements. Is that a play here? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, I don't think the, the Green Party vote was a protest vote. I think if you look at where it's located, it's in a traditional area of the country, and this right. is around where Elizabeth May wins, that the Green Party is, is, quite, is quite strong. You know, the Green Party... Um, if anything, is is more of a technocratic party, at least in a lot of the people they choose to run. They they were selling the fact that they had a you know so many PhDs running and, and all of this sort, and you know uh, their their leader is a you know a scientist. So I think in that sense, I don't know if it's populism uh, or a protest vote. I feel that this was a kind of traditional election in the sense where there's a government running with baggage but a decent record, uh, you know, a, a, you know, in an aggregate sense versus you know an NDP that was that was bringing substantive and legitimate criticisms of that record, and that's why it basically ended in a tie. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.